0: Hello, hello! It's another case of mixtape and identity, and my guest this week is Nina Oyama. Yes, thank you so much for joining me. This is episode 73 with Nina Oyama. I have been a fan of Nina for a long time. Regular listeners to the show will know that I got into Australian comedy through podcasts and. Nina was always one of my favourite guests anytime she was on a show uh, straight on it and she works on some incredible TV shows Uh, Deadlock is one I'm absolutely obsessed with Um, I think it's my favourite show, top two shows of the last five years maybe it's incredible, I'm I'm such a fan so it's absolutely buzzing uh, to get her on the show had a great time with the playlist first of all so uh, there were some real throwbacks in here for me, like DJ Earworm and Kids, like stuff I hadn't thought about in years. And then there were songs like Billy Bossanova and Hardline and The Chihuahua that were new introductions for me that I am just obsessed with. So good. Um, so yeah, I had a great time with that. Um, yeah, if, if you're new to the show here, if this is your first time listening, then just to give you a, a quick breakdown, we're going to be talking through some songs uh, in a playlist. That playlist is available on Spotify, so if you want to listen to any of the songs that we're talking about or listen along, uh, link in the description of the podcast. You can check that out. Unbelievable chat. Had a great time with Nina, and this is a a really fun conversation. Um, Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll dive in. This is episode 73 of Mixtape and Identity with Nina (laughs) Oyan. How often do you actually listen to music at the moment, Nina?
1: Oh, my God. I listen to music all the time. Um, Currently, I'm sort of in like a giant house. Um, I don't know how to describe it. For whatever weird reason, um, yeah, I now am kind of staying. I'm not living here, but like I'm staying here in this like big house. And so it's really nice to have like music in the house because it fills the house up with energy otherwise it would be right. kind of scary because it's like in the middle of the forest um okay. so yeah I, <laughs> I listen to a lot of music currently
0: right yeah okay. and do you are you trying to find new stuff ever or do you just go back to your familiar What's the, what's the typical kind of vibe
1: Um, right now I'm kind of obsessed with Lana Del Rey. So I started off, I know, like, oh, fucking such a cliche, like, sad girl listening to Lana Del Rey. Oh, like, such a loser. Anyway, but I didn't really get into her for a long time. Like, obviously I knew her hits and like, what's that first Mm. one? The one with like, blue jeans and video games. Like, everyone knows that whole album back to back. Um, But yeah, I started listening to Did You Know There's a Tunnel Under Ocean Boulevard and then was like just obsessed with that album because it was very holistic and not as self-effacing as her previous work and then everyone was like well you have to listen to norman fucking rockwell so currently yeah. i'm working through that um which yeah i love but i think broadly i sort of listen to a range of music um i guess as you're about to find out through my playlist choices because i didn't want to just be all sad girl music even though like i love sad girl <laughs> music i find it like very I think because I live in the forest now, I find it very peaceful to listen to that stuff, but definitely like right. there's a lot of Julian. I love Julian Baker, like um, from Boy Julie- Genius. Yeah, yeah. She's like so, so depressing and like, she's my comfort music. Like whenever I want to feel an emotion, I'm just like, Oh, I'm just going to put on like, you know, that first EP and just rinse that. Um, mm. But yeah, I don't know. I think I like listening to a broad range of things, but yeah, definitely. I'm in my sad girl era. I meant boy genius just put out their record. Like Lana just put out a record. Yeah. I think we're all allowed to be in our sad girl era.
0: <laughs> it's a good time for it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The stars are aligning for sure. Yeah. Um. All right. Perfect. I uh, so. So yeah, we'll we'll not pick apart that just yet because obviously we have got we we've got Julian we got Lana coming up in the in the playlist so we can uh, come to those as we go. Um. But yeah. So so is it mainly that is is the sad girl music is that the vibe for a big house in the forest is that the typical sort of energy that you're going for when you're playing it loud
1: yeah i think maybe like sad girl the word sad girl are probably not the right words to describe it it's more like peaceful like i think i really right. like listening to like three-part harmonies like when i was listening to the boy genius record both of the both the records have like i guess kind of three-part harmonies harmony country songs is the best way to describe it like I've been listening to a lot of um like Dolly Parton, Linda Rothstadt and then what's the third lady I don't know whatever but there's they do a lot of like um really nice like Appalachian three-part harmony songs and I think that's the kind of perfect vibe for the forest and though Lana is not as like explicitly you know country i think that there is a peacefulness in her vocals that for me like the forest living in the forest is kind of the perfect vibe for um sure. and then other than that i guess i like listening to kind of older songs like i started listening to the traveling Wilburys recently because i heard them on the radio and i was like these right. guys are so awesome the lead singer sounds just like roy orbison and then my mom was like do you know who the traveling world? Is? And I was like, no, I don't know who they are clearly. And she's like, it's a super group. You freaking idiot. And then <laughs> she didn't say it like that. She was just sort of like, you don't know that it's like Bob Dylan fucking, I don't know, uh, George Harrison, Roy Orbison. And like the guy from oh, whatever, polyphonic spree. I can't remember his name. Whatever. She was just like, it's a super group. And then I was like, Oh, duh. That's why they all sound exactly like those singers. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think there's something about listening to old music in this house that I really love. And then,
0: mm.
1: kind of when I'm having trouble doing things, like sometimes I just lie down and can't get up. Um, I usually listen to like pop music. Like I love Jessie Ware and like Carly Je- Carly Rae Jepsen is like I'm a huge Carly Rae fan. Um, mm. When I'm writing, I listen to Lord. I'm like really into. I went back and listened to Melodrama recently because it makes me feel so many feelings like it makes me feel like a teenager that has a crush on someone that doesn't love me and I really what? love the energy of that um for some of the shows that I'm working on True. um and the other album that I always return to is um Forced Witness by Alice Cameron I think is like a perfect album a perfect record like every song on there I just absolutely love so yeah I've got a range of stuff but stuff that isn't as like there's not a lot of like ed sheeran <laughs> or sure. taylor swift um currently although i do love taylor swift um and i do okay. love ed sheeran but it's like i feel like this house is like because i'm here kind of the most currently i think yeah it just kind of songs that have an
0: older feel
1: um are the vibe
0: okay yeah. all right perfect uh all right we'll look we'll, we'll jump into the playlist then so song one is a song you fell in love with straight away So you went for Hey by Pixies.
1: Yes, I love this song so much. Um, I basically was seeing someone and they made me a mixtape and this is the first song on the mixtape. Or maybe they played it for me. I can't remember, but I just remember like texting them afterwards and I was like, what's that song that sounds like someone yelling, but it's like really groovy? (laughs) And they're like, I think it's Hey by the Pixies. Um, But yeah, I just, I love this song because it's like, it's just like, sounds like someone's in like a lot of pain but it's still really like funky and i like how it's it's Mm. quite like screamy like it's not melodic like it's very the voice is very percussive um Mm -hmm. and then it's so like evocative like i don't know it's real dark i was looking at it so do you know this song you must i best i feel like
0: you've yes yeah i I yeah i listen to these songs like uh 10 times before we do the show so,
1: oh sick yeah. well i mean what do you think of the song is it your flavor
0: yeah no i really like it yeah um this i this for me is, is very much like older sibling energy if, if you know what i mean like it's it's like yeah. the cooler music in school it's like someone has like introduced someone to this song or like the pixies in general yeah, because um, they've been able to watch Fight Club because they're a little bit older. Yeah, and everyone watched
1: um, and saw Where is My Mind and was like, Oh, this song's so cool. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. that was but my introduction Hay's to like, the Pixies. Yeah, Hey's just like that one further step where someone like that that's that's all it takes to be cool in school is like you've watched Fight Club, you've listened to one song, you are like, actually they have another song and it's called Hey. Yeah. And it's also good. Um but no I yeah, I, I really like it. I it took me a little bit of time to get into it. So I it's it's funny for me that this is like in your straight away because for me listening to it that like the i find it quite jarring initially oh the, really uh, that well just just like the because you know what you're saying like the vocal is more percussive than it is melodic yeah and that for for me when i listened to it i was like i don't this and this is a long time ago by the way but um yeah. i was still i was i just couldn't figure it out and i couldn't like work out if it was good or not basically <laughs> and then it, and then it clicked for me and then I got it and then yeah like anytime I've been listening to it recently like I've yeah I've really really enjoyed it
1: yeah nice yeah I think I don't know why I just like that it sounds like screaming but it's like the tone of the screaming is quite painful and obviously like I'm a sad girl and I love like self-effacing music but what's this song it's like it seems like a guy I think that tone of this song, which is the tone of a lot of music that I like, is someone that is so aware of how toxic they are. Like, Julian Mm. Baker is like, all her music is like, I'm a bad person. Everyone that interacts with me is an idiot because they don't know how awful (laughs) I am. I'm rotten to my core. Like, it's just so, like, self-effacing, depressive music that's, like, masturbatory. But it's also, like, this weird thing, which is, like, I'm trying to protect everyone from myself, which is a weird Because if you were actually, like, a horrible, selfish person, you wouldn't be trying to protect people from yourself. You would be hurting them or being the bad person. And I think, yeah. hey, for me, tonally has that, like, what is it? Like, hey, been been trying to meet you, must be the devil between us, the whores in mm-hmm. my bed, the whores at the door. Like, it's like I someone who's trying to connect with someone but is, like, cannot, like... Um, kick their, like, addiction or something. Like, that's the kind of... Or cannot, like, it's their own um, selfishness or their own, (laughs) I don't know, their whores, I guess. They just love those whores, man. This guy, like, loves the whores. Um, But he's, like, telling this girl he's, like, likes her, but I don't know. That's kind of the Mm. tone I got, which is just, like, I really like you but I cannot stop having sex with people that I'm not supposed to be having sex with <laughs> I don't know for whatever reason that is and then I don't know there's some I looked it up and it apparently there's like some Bible shit going on but yeah I mm. think that that's kind of broadly like the genre that I return to which is like a self-aware toxic person which I'm well, sure cool. you'll figure out too.
0: <laughs> yeah there's a theme um yeah uh, we'll move on song two is a song that took you a while so you went for Billy bossa Nova by right, Billie Eilish.
1: Yes, I love this song. Um, I think I listened to Happier Than Ever, which is like the latest Billie Eilish album, like a bunch of times when it came out because it's so good and it's so like, it's like sexy and angry. I I think that's probably mm. the way that I would describe it. I also yeah. like, I think Billie Eilish is like a genuine, like she, of course, she's like a highly marketed sexy baby pop singer but there is something like it feels like she has a long back catalogue of like good music in her brain or like she reveres oldness in a way that like kind of more modern cheeseball pop artists maybe don't like she seems really smart in a way that I don't know you're fucking like Selena Gomez's and Demi Demi the don't seem to be. Um, sure. And I think that, like, I feel like that musicality and that, like, knowledge comes through in her music. And I think that's why I loved Happier Than Ever because it, like, does sound like a scorned wife, even though she's, like, five years old. Um, yeah. But Billy Bossa Nova is, like, I don't know. It's like a little it reminds me of like Spooky by like Billie Holiday. Is it Dusty Springfield? Like, is it Dusty Springfield? Do you ever sing that like jazzy song? It's very jazzy and very like Mm. ominous, but it's also like a, and it's like a bossa nova. So it's like got that like groovy kind of, um, you know, like a syncopated, like, I want to say like a Spanish rhythm or something. Like it's that kind of like, you know, not Latin. That's what they call it. Like Latin rhythm. It's like world music. Um, but, yeah. yeah, this song, this album is, like, great. But I feel like that song I kind of didn't realise properly until list, blah, 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 until recently I was listening to the whole album and that's the one song that I was like, oh, this one, like, hits really different. Because the yeah. big hits from that were, like, I Think Therefore I Am and the... What's that other one? Happier Than Ever, which are so, like... I don't know there are a certain type of tone and then when you listen to the rest of the album there are all these like stripped back like jazzier tunes um Mm -hmm. and I think this falls into that category
0: wait what did you think? loved it absolutely loved it it's really sexy yeah in a way that I wasn't expecting um and I know I like obviously she's got a quite a complicated relationship with her sexuality and how she puts it out there Um, yeah I say it's complicated. I mean, it's more sort of made complicated for her by men who are determined to sexualize her when she doesn't want to be sexualized. But yeah, um, there's there's something about the the line. You better lock your phone. You better lock. Like, it's I mean, so
1: threatening. It's that, like
0: that. I was instantly on board with that with that yeah. line. Like like, and it's it's threatening, but it's it's really intimate as well. Like like, that is a so, such a direct thing, especially like in like in a modern love song or like a Mm. a modern song about sex and relationships like you better lock your phone and look at me when we're alone it's such a like a such a direct like girl boss attitude yeah uh and then yeah the whole thing like the, the the whole song like around like uh different aliases in the hotel and yeah like oh god it's it's yeah it's great very, yeah. very intimate. Like I, I've felt a little uneasy at times. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's great. It's so yeah,
1: rude. it's so good. I just I like it as well because it's like even that thing where it's like kind of it's kind of like threatening, like you better lock your phone. But it's also kind of like it's clear, like the person that she's seeing is like not giving her that. You know, like is not giving her enough that she has to be like sure. look at me. You know, like it's sort of a vulnerable. It's demanding, yeah. but it comes from like a vulnerable position, which I think like a lot of the album, it's the kind of, it's two conflicting things, which is like how straightforward that statement is. But like the position that it comes, the perspective that it comes from is like a vulnerable, it feels like yeah. a, you know, vulnerable position.
0: Yeah, it- absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Great song though. Really, yeah. really liked it um all right song three is a song from your introduction to music so you went for affirmation by savage garden
1: yes that's the cherry cola song wait oh man i think so this song (laughs) sorry i need to there's a few savage garden songs that i like but i've all like kind of forgotten which one's a which.
0: affirmation's Um... the one where he says i believe
1: I believe yeah. in karma what you give is what Yes, okay, yeah. I love this one. Sorry, there's the other one that recently got remixed and I was like, fuck, was it that one? No, it's this one. Okay, good. Um Yeah, I like this one because I think it's just like really uplifting. Um, I think the first like record or like album that I got into not that I got into, but the one that just I remember being played in the car all the time when I was a kid was this Savage Garden record that had like right. affirmation it had like to the moon and back animals i'm not entirely sure what the album is called but we had the cd in our car and i this is like my favorite song because it's kind of like a bruce springsteen like anthemic song and then it has the repetition of like i believe the blah 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 i believe the blah 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 like it's always just like mm. i believe this i believe that and it's sort of like i don't know it's it's just really like fun and like philosophical and cheesy at the same time
0: yeah yeah Yeah. it's um it's quite it's quite difficult to listen to without thinking of those signs that you know what white girls have in their gardens you know they uh yes it's exactly
1: it is exactly a reading of those you completely nailed it
0: um. Yeah, because I mean, e- there's even one like there's literally one of them is they like, I believe you can't control or choose your sexuality. Yeah. Um,
1: but it's yeah. true.
0: Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's very modern. <laughs> and the second one is I believe that trust is more important than monogamy. Like this guy was yeah. ethically non-monogamous like 25 years ago, before like that thing was a word. Like I yeah. love it. It's so yeah.
0: good. Yeah.
1: Look at this, yeah. I believe the struggle it's- for financial freedom is unfair. Like, this guy knew what up. Like, I believe the only yeah. one who disagree are billionaires. Like, yeah. bro, bro. Yeah. Yeah, but it is very basic white guy. But it's like, they hit the nail on the head so, so early.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like, so it was released, this song was released in 1999. So there are a lot of these affirmations that are... As you said, like very ahead of their time. Like I don't like I don't think a lot of people were doing socialism in the early two thousands. It certainly wasn't like the mainstream thing. Um, I and yeah, so so some of these are like very modern, and some of them are very basic. It's it's a nice blend of the two. I believe that junk food tastes so good because it's bad for you.
1: Yeah, that one is like, come on, man. <laughs> but literally, like, everything else is like, I believe we place our happiness in other people's hands. Oh, dude, how did I not get that I did affirmations because I believe blah, blah, blah is what an affirmation is. Man, yeah. I'm so stupid. <laughs> oh, well. Sorry. It's so good, though. I, I love this song. I love, like, like 80s, eighties 90s sound. Like, that pop, like, yeah, pop pop vibes um mm. from the 80s and 90s and i think like yeah yeah anthemic pop is like i'm a huge anthemic pop enjoyer and i feel like right. this really like does it for me
0: yeah yeah well, that's a yeah good time um all right song four is a song that makes you happy so you went for natalie's rap
1: that's oh yeah yeah look i love comedy songs um sure I yeah I so the Lonely Island I my brother downloaded it on like iTunes when we were like little kids and I just like I didn't know really how to use iTunes properly and I think like I didn't have a lot of sources for getting music except for like so fresh CDs um Mm -hmm. but I like just listened to the Lonely Island album like over and over on repeat and it's so funny like it's a every line is super funny natalie's rap like the premise of it is that natalie portman has come to like snl and is just like kicking the shit out of these like pathetic guys and she's just they go so hard and she swears so much and i think it was like in the time where she's like still quite young she's very demure she's very like soft-spoken and like pretty and then she just like tells them that she's gonna beat them up and to take her laundry out and like, yeah, yeah, it's so funny. And then all these guys are like, sorry, Natalie, like, I'll do all these things for you. So, yeah, yeah. it's really good.
0: Yeah, I, unbelievable. I, I was a, a massive, uh, Lonely Island fan, um, like back in the, it just got me at the right time. I was probably more into, like, you know, Dick in a Box was the one that really appealed to me at that age. Yeah. Um, and, uh, i think the other one that i had like on repeat was the the michael bolton one the captain jack sparrow yeah uh, yeah so um this was an absolute joy to come back to because it is it's so funny and the the commitment that this this is a lesson to anyone in like committing to the bit because it's especially when you watch the video natalie portman is so in this yeah she's so in it and she's saying things like, all the kids looking up to me can suck my dick.
1: Yeah. She's like, I'm yeah. not a role model. It's so good. Yeah. What yeah. did she say? It was like doing 120, getting head while I'm swerving. Like, she just says all this stuff.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. She keeps talking about, like... You're a crazy chick. It's just, you shut the fuck up. Yeah. Suck my dick. Yes. <laughs> she's so, so good.
1: good. Um. But, yeah. Like, and then it's like, they have this, like, running joke about, like getting her dry cleaning when her shit gets in your shoe or whatever like there's just yeah yeah it's such a dumb comedy yeah everything about it's so silly i recently started revisiting it because um oh yeah dill dill rook um jason who's like a comedian from australia from melbourne we were talking about like some something and then i started quoting the lonely island and then he started singing along with me and then we realized that we both had it's that thing of where you haven't heard a song for a long time and then you realize you still know all the lyrics. And so then like sometimes after Utopia wrapped or like after his show, we would just go to his apartment and just like listen to the Lonely Island and like sing the lyrics to each other. And um, Yeah. yeah, this one is yeah. Natalie's rap is like definitely one of my favorites and it just makes me laugh so hard. I'm not like word perfect on this one. Like, but um I think I'm word perfect on lazy Sunday you know the one's like lazy Sunday wake up in the late afternoon call up pine yeah. Out. yeah um but yeah this one just makes me laugh so hard
0: yeah it's great yeah. um yeah I, I remember we were uh, I was I it was when I was at university it was I and we were at the bar and I, I think I started singing I'm on a boat because it was in my head yeah and then other people started joining in and they were like three or four of us like doing every line yeah. on boat, uh, and I we must be going for about two minutes and then I heard someone telling us to shut the fuck up I and mean, it was the bartender telling us like you have to stop um, but he was saying it at a volume that implied that he'd been saying it for a while
1: um, okay fair i've never i thought you were gonna say <laughs> he's he was saying it at a volume that implied he didn't want you to stop but that doesn't make that <laughs> much sense no 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 he he was just was, saying he was, it to you know look like he was doing something but he really didn't yeah
0: no he was done he was done at yeah. that point yeah that was yeah not not, not a good time but anyway um song five is a song that makes you sad so you went for a hard line by julian baker
1: oh dude i honestly i could have just done all julian baker for this entire song list i almost did and then i was like no i gotta branch out um hardline i think like i listened to julian baker i got into her like in twenty twenty one. like it's a pretty recent obsession and i think i maybe had like a parasocial relationship with her because i was just like could not stop listening to all of her albums. Um, I flew to LA to see her perform when I was the first plane out after the pandemic. Like it was the first international flight from Sydney to LA and I was on it and I went there because I bought Julian Baker tickets before the second lockdown. And, and I kept being like, I'm going to sell them. I'm going to sell them. I'm going to sell them. And then like, then like October rolled around and it was like, the end of October and I think the concert was on November 4th and it was like the first flight out was on November 1 and I was like, I'm fucking there. I'm going to watch Julian (laughs) Baker. I'm going to cry. It's going to be so good. Um, But basically, so Julian Baker's like, she's, I think she like put out her first album when she was like 16 or 17 and it was like an EP and she is a like former, like, I don't know, alcoholic, drug addict, lesbian from Tennessee. And, um, She was in this band called Forrester, I think, or Starkillers. And she was kind of like the front woman of this, like, all-boy DIY, like, punk band. Um, Mm -hmm. And, yeah, she was, like, dealing with all these, like, alcohol issues. And all of her first album or, like, her first EP are songs that are, like... It sounds like she's singing about a girl um and being in love with a girl. Like the she's always like, oh, the long hair, like blah, blah, blah. And then later I found out she was actually singing about Jesus because she's like insanely religious. Well, she was at the time of wow, okay. writing the album. But she also is like very deliberately vague with her music in that way. Um, and it's given interviews about it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um Hardline is the first track of her third album. Like album which is called Little Oblivions and it's basically about how like after she did her second album which is a really like um depressing album like her second album is like so depressing and it's just her and like a piano and like I don't know a violin or something like it's just really sad um she got she relapsed and she got taken off the road and she basically was like I'm never going to be able to play music again because music is a thing that makes me relapse and take drugs and get and become an alcoholic and like yeah. all her family and her friends were like, dude, you can't do this. It's not sustainable. So she like re-enrolled in university and then became sober. And when she thought she was ready, she made this third album and Hardline is the first track of that third album. And it's like, so just like, I don't know how to describe it. Like I was reading a lot of articles about it, but it's like, starts with these like organ hit and it's like what is it like blacked out on the weekday would you hit me this hard if I was a boy like it was just like all this stuff about like her just like totally going Mm. off the rails and yeah and of like not being able to see a way out and I think like I don't know I think like I get real depressed sometimes and I like listen to this music and it's like oh it's nice when someone can like put your self-hating I guess like feelings about yourself into like a song and I think hardline Mm -hmm. like does that very much for me
0: yeah Yeah, big time yeah i i in absolutely love with the song the um it's yeah it is thoroughly depressing it's (laughs) so sad um, it's the 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 thing about it is that so it, it 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 taps into something that i've not really heard done before in music um which is this kind of like it's not it's not just the energy of i'm no good and i'm gonna go off the rails it's also this kind of uh, acknowledgement of this really kind of manipulative behavior that goes around it where i'm like basically like i'm gonna apologize to you in advance and then you can't be angry at me and also when you get there's i can't remember the exact the, the way it's phrased but it's basically like once you get to a point where you're fed up i'm gonna say you could have left at any time yeah which it's, is such like
1: yeah it's, it's
0: real fuck boy energy like it's so manipulative it's so callous um, yeah and but she puts it across in such like such a beautiful way and there's there, there's so many things that i i found really depressing with this song and then also find really like seen in the song as well like the whole idea of like i'll draw a hard line and when i cross it it's the third time yeah like how like i've done that so many times and it's it could be minor things but like so many times in my life i'm like no this is it no this is where like I need, to, I need to get better at this i need to do this going forward and then it just like doesn't happen um it, yeah just it hit me like a ton of bricks it's yeah. insanely good yeah
1: it's so so it's so self-aware and so self-effacing but i think that's yeah. like it almost is like a warning to other people. It's like, don't trust me. Yes. And I think that right. like, in that, that's like the awareness of that is someone who probably like is trying to protect people, like ha- like has a good enough mm-hmm. realization that they, I don't know. I-, I don't know. I just, I love it so much. Um, But yeah, that yeah. thing of like, I don't need you to defend me because it's just the sort of thing that I'd enjoy where you're like, oh, like... Stop, like, yeah, I'm into you validating yeah. my bad behavior. Like, it's, it's so cutting.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, and I'm, I'm... going to
1: be even worse. I'm going to, like, yeah. it's like the kind of promise of the song is like, I'm going to be so unbelievably bad that you won't, like, yeah, you won't even try to save yeah. me. Have you seen the video clip for this?
0: No. no oh, my really.
1: God. It's really beautiful. It's like a stop motion, claymation video the video like I watched a video and it made me cry and that's what got me into the song um right okay but it's like yeah, it's a stop uh a claymation video about like somebody who's like making like a really fast car and they have this like little puppy dog with them and it's like mm. this weird alien guy making a, a car and um and then d- he drives the car or like they drive the car into the church and there's like a huge there's like yeah a huge explosion and and the dog escapes, and like as the dog is escaping, like all the sh- all the fucked up smoke and fog and fire from like the blown up church like follows the dog, and it's kind of like I don't know, it's com- there's something really sad about it because you're like the whole time this dog is like so cute and like so loving and so innocent, and this the owner is just on this path of absolute self destruction, and even after the owner sure. like presumptuously like dies in that accident, the collateral of like the smoke and the fire like follows this little dog that didn't deserve it Mm. around everywhere. And I think it's, like, a really good encapsulation about how someone, like, you know, self-destructing is not just hurting themselves. They're also, like, hurting the people around them. And then this Mm. song, on top of that, is, like, from the the perspective of someone who is, like, fuck you guys, I'm just going to keep self-destructing. And so it's, like, really beautifully done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've got... a. Couple of connections to this um but i so my 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 favorite band and a band that would like fit nicely into this category as well um is, is it uh, frightened rabbit it is frightened rabbit yeah thought so sorry did you guess this from from julian baker or from the poster in the background
1: oh i didn't even notice that no i guess it from julian oh. baker and also your entire
0: right. vibe <laughs> Fair, fair. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't argue. Um. Yes, so I got into Julian Baker through Frightened Rabbit. I, so do you know Fuck This Place?
1: No. I actually have not no? listened okay. to that much Frightened Rabbit.
0: Okay, cool. Um. So I, Fuck This Place is a song that they released on an EP, so that was the first time that I've heard Julian Baker was a, a song that Frightened Rabbit did, and she featured on that. Yeah. Um, and I uh, highly recommend it. It's, it's beautiful. And then... Yeah. So then she also, uh, she covered Modern Leper for a album Dude, that they put out.
1: I almost put Modern Leper on this because that is my one of my favorite covers of all time.
0: Oh, sweet! That's that's. I think that's the one on my list. Is um is when I put my list is the Julian Baker cover of the Modern Leper. It's
1: it's perfect. Gorgeous. It's, it's so perfect. sad. Like yeah, Modern Leper was it? Is that you? in front of me coming back for even more of exactly the same, you must be a masochist to love a modern leper on his last yes. legs. And it's like, so yes. just like, why do you love me? Like there's something, yeah, I don't know. That's the yes. song. It's so good. Yeah. But the most fucked up part about that song, or at least the Julian Baker cover um, mm-hmm. is at there's like the bridge where like they twist it and it's like, we might as well be together because you're so fucked up that you love me. And I'm so fucked up that like, I guess we have to be. And that is like, yeah. you don't think it can get any sadder than someone, you know, telling someone to leave them alone because they're so broken. And then it's like, yeah. oh, well, I guess we're both fucked because we both, you know, have to deal with me. So let's just yeah. make it work. And it's yeah. so, yeah, that'd be where it's like, you can, we can like sit down and you can tell me all about what you did today. And it's such a like, pedestrian, I don't know, it's such a like everyday sentiment to be like, yeah, we can just have a conversation after being like, I'm the worst, you're fool for ever wanting to be with me. Like it's so oh, I'm yeah, what is it? You're not you're not ill and I'm not dead. Yes. And I don't know, yeah, what is it? Doesn't that make us the perfect pair? Which again is like so sad because it's like, oh we're both not we're both barely alive maybe we should be together oh it's so sad
0: yeah it's not it's unreal um but yeah i was just gonna say i think um that's like that is definitely a kind of energy that i really really enjoy is that kind of um modern labor is a perfect example um and 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 hardline's another one where it's not necessarily them saying here's where i'm at right now it's here's where i was at when i was writing the song and it could be like the lowest point yeah there's something that's something beautiful that's come out of that, and something like insanely uh, uplifting about that as well. Because, um, yeah, I, I I don't know. With frightened rabbit, the the thing that Scott always said about his music is that he tried to end things on a more sort of hopeful note, whether that's sort of melodically energetic towards the end or, um, some kind of more hopeful lyric towards the end of the uh, the end of the song, um, and I've felt a similar kind of energy with hardline as well because it there's a there's a bit of i think catharsis and like this kind of i don't know it's it's just like this big bombastic finish to the song yeah it's almost Um, like
1: glam rock like it's so like not glam rock but it's just so like guitar solo like fucking yeah
0: big yeah really big um but yeah I, i just um yeah, I, I really, I really, really enjoy that kind of energy. Um, and it's it's a it's a strange thing to say, but I think, you know, obviously you're on the, in the same page, but it just, I think there are elements of it that make you feel seen and yeah. understood. And that's why I've really connected with Ryan Rabbit. And Julian Baker's a, an artist that I've listened to like a handful of her songs and I have been insanely head over heels in love with every single one of them. Um, so as soon as I'm out... I, I, the, Julian will be the artist that I'm into as soon as I'm at a point where I'm not listening to playlists constantly. Like the the next break in the show I have will be Julian Baker time. Hell Um, yeah. I think she's insane. Just
1: the best. Just the best. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, All right, song six is a song to relax to. So you went for the Chihuahua. Oh yeah,
1: tonally so different to Julian Baker. (laughs) Um, God, this song is just so groovy i have it um sometimes i found so there's a this is like a dumb thing that i do which is sometimes i like work a lot and i can't um wind down and i like get really stressed and i can't unstress and there's a few Mm -hmm. things that in my life change when i get to that like mental headspace the first thing is i just start eating really bland food because taste becomes like an emotional thing that I have to process and the second thing is that I just have this playlist called Calm Down and this (laughs) is like the first one it's like when I don't know how to do it I just put on this playlist and I'm like everything's gonna be good and this is the first Mm. song on the playlist um but also it's like funny it's like very Alex Cameron is like an Australian musician Mm. um he kind of sings like more 80s style songs this is from my favourite album of his which is called Forced Witness um Mm -hmm and it's it's good and he has this kind of lounge singer persona that's like a total skeezy sleazy man and like all his songs are about like falling in love with people on the like not being able to stop looking at women online even though he has a a wife or you know being in, waiting for a girl to turn 16 or whatever like he has this persona yeah. of like a real skeezy guy um and this one is like the same what's the lyrics like when the pussy leads town the pussy leaves sound when the boss ain't around. Boy, I need yeah. it. Or something like that. Like, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's just about having that dog in you, I guess. And it's just very... <laughs> <laughs> it's just very relaxing, though. It's, like, got a real, like, groovy... You can't mm. feel bad. And also the lyrics are so funny. What is, like... Our love is like a fire. I pissed on it so I could sleep. Like, it's just really dumb.
0: Yeah. Yeah yeah i yeah i again i think it's got a really sort of like it's got a really chilled energy and then i think the thing that i've found relaxing about it when i was listening to the song as well is that there are certain lyrics like that that sort of pull you out of your own head space so like yeah exactly like it opens with you know our love was like a fire i pissed on it so i could sleep um i'm like it's imp- you can't you can't just let that slide do you know what i mean you can't just no. like, listen to the song in the background when that happens you're like what what did you say What's what does called? that mean but also it's yeah. funny
1: like yeah, yeah i don't know so good
0: i really enjoy him as a lyricist um i have had um stepdad is a, a song yes. that i've had on uh on the show before um i think he's fascinating as someone who like it's, again it's 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 that sort of like that modern twist on sex and relationships. Like there aren't mm. there aren't many songs you can point to that revolve around, you know, someone's relationship with porn when his like his partner's out of town. Yeah. Um but like it's it's done in a really kind of like it's, it's kinda it's it's done quite eloquently and, yeah. and it's it's yeah, cheeky it's really nice and way.
1: poetic, I reckon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, no, it's definitely um, yeah, absolutely.
1: The other thing, again, it's, like, comes back to my, like, self-aware toxic people, but, like, Alex Cameron's, I guess, like, identity as the sleazy land singer is, like, somebody who knows how bad he is. Like, right. don't you think, like, in, and he's just, like, I just can't help it. I'm just so bad. But he does it in a fun way. Yeah. Whereas, Julie Baker's like, I just can't help it. I'm just so bad. <laughs> he's like, I'm just bad. Sorry. But also, not sorry. <laughs> he just also has, like, a really fun way with lyrics, like, Maybe this song not this song is still pretty like eloquent, but like for example, like um Miami Memory, which like where he's the lyrics are like eating your ass like an oyster the way you came like a tsunami. Like it just it's so like <laughs> or like there's the K hole off the latest album, which is like I don't know, yeah, it's just about like it is like there's only room for one in a K hole. Like the whole song was just about like being addicted to something. But yeah, I don't know. Right. I just feel like he's got this really good sense of humor about hating himself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I think you, you need that like that sort of like a a, a poet for you know, yeah, eating ass and you do. pay-holes and yeah, porn. Yeah. Yeah, you, you need some you need someone who can talk about those topics in a yeah, in, in a poetic way. Yeah. Um it was
1: really yeah, hard good. to choose which Alex Cameron and which Julia. Did baker song to put on these right. tracks because i was like honestly again i could put this whole album i could put most of his album like any song on mm.
0: yeah and be like this is yeah, my favorite song
1: absolutely.
0: yeah yeah uh all right song seven is a song from your pre-teen years so you went for the dj earworm 2009 remix
1: okay i just realized is what age is pre-teen because i think i just straight up went teen
0: Oh, is that's... It like, yeah, that's, that's fine. I think I was, like, yeah.
1: 16. This song has every good pop song on it from the year 2009, and it's done sure. in a really pleasing way where they use the beat from I Got a Feeling by the Black Eyed Peas, and then they layer everything on top of it. And I think because that beat is, like, so evocative, like, even if you don't want to feel anything, when you hear, like, dun 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 or whatever that fucking, like dumb it's so dumb and i hate that i have this animal reflex whenever i hear it i go back to being like at high school but for some reason like because this dj dj earworm he releases a mashup of all the pop songs best pop songs of the year every single year Mm -hmm. and they're usually real shit like they're usually like not good but for some reason this one just like every single song is on it Katy perry's on it taylor swift is on it Usher is up, like, there's, Rihanna is on it. Everyone that's, like, a pop icon from that year is, like, there. Yeah. I do think, and I don't know if it's because I was during high school and everyone thinks about this, about their high school experience, but I do think 2009 was one of the best years for pop music. And I still (laughs) listen to a lot of pop music. I still listen to the radio. I still consume, like, you know, mainstream like, junk for your ears, but I do think 2009... Right. Yeah, it was the best music for that stuff. It's, it's the best, most, right. like, well-made, cheesy shit was 2009. And this I just love this one, because it's, like, right. not only is it 2009, it's, like, all the songs from 2009 perfectly mashed up in a way that is so, like, undeniably cheesy. What did you think?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So this is... This is probably, like, the peak era for me in terms of, like, being super up my own ass about my music taste. Ah, so, oh, so
1: you don't even uh, know any of these songs?
0: Oh, no, I know the songs. I just, like, instinctively hate them because they were on the radio and they were popular at the time. Um, And that's a me issue. That's not a, a them issue. Mm. Um, But, yeah, like, at the, at the time, I was into... You know, I I, I like my own music. Um, I was into... You like
1: sort of Radiohead like- and
0: god you're dragging me across the goals oh um,
1: yeah i know so many guys like uh, you <laughs> i think because i'm also <laughs> that but i'm also me that's like right, it's a self sure. it's me putting myself into on um, re-imprinting my own that's fine judgment
0: fine. of I'm a, I'm a cliche it's fine yeah. um so yeah i mean i was s- sort of into Radiohead. i was more sort of like um i i really like my sort of classic rock and roll um and more modern stuff would have been like i really liked uh i like indie rock and i liked um food fighters and different like and
1: lcd kind of sound system
0: i didn't get into LCD what that surprises me
1: really yeah, so. oh damn they're really good yeah. okay well i really missed the mark with that one i want to try and guess more. I... you're into block party
0: <laughs> i did like Block Party? yeah, yeah. we all
1: liked block party
0: <laughs> i liked block Party. i hate this <laughs> um, but anyway uh, so um
1: oh oh correctly guessing a man's music taste Aww. um maybe <laughs> i'll make you a mixtape and i'll get it so right i'll get it so right
0: i i really don't want that what else did you oh, listen to? did man. you
1: were you into like jeff buckley is that no okay damn
0: all right no. not
1: that sad Not
0: that,
1: not that far. All right, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good to know. Good to know. Smashing Pumpkins. Okay, no,
0: I'll stop. I'll stop. No, this is good. This is good. There are a few misses there, so I feel a little bit. Okay, cool. That's like the time Um,
1: a a, a psychic read my palm, and then I know she read my tarot cards, and she got like sixty percent of her guesses were wrong. Or her tellings right. of my life were wrong, and then she told me right. I had a love hex on me, and I would never find love, and that she had to burn a candle um for every year I was born for fifty dollars if she if I wanted to get rid of my love hex, and I was like, I was like, no, I don't think so because that's heaps of money, and also like you did get so much about me wrong, so I was like, right, yeah, so yeah. I feel like this is like yeah. a similar thing where like I would totally yeah
0: very similar yeah yeah it's yeah. exactly the same yeah yeah I'm I'm still gonna I like. Don't... I, yeah I will fix it heavily on the on the hits, but yeah, um there were a few misses um anyway, this song um yeah, weird that a lot of people our generation have ADhd that's what I think um <laughs> but uh but yeah, this is uh, i I really didn't like music that came out at this time, but it is it's i think you're right in what you said like in terms of like the gold era for it because if you want. Catchy pop music. This is the year to go to, um, and so many songs are, are, are around that time were about you know drinking and we're gonna have a good time and yeah. we're we're never gonna die, but tomorrow may never come, so focus on tonight. Like this, like the I don't know if everyone just got into Dead Poet Society because they had this weird sort of pseudo carpe diem shit going on around that time. But, yeah, everyone was doing, like, the same sort of thing. Well, it was um, the YOLO. But... It's
1: the YOLO of it all, right? Like, there was that whole, like, YOLO concept. Yes. And I was like, that's <laughs> yeah. what it yeah. is. It's the YOLO concept. Yeah. I mean, like, the other thing that I really like about it is that, like, all those songs... If you listen to the radio now, it's, like, Xanax music. Like, it's, like, half of it is, like, Christian pop, like, Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber. And then half of it is, like, Xanax music, like, Lil... Mm. Whoever, like they're always called Lil blah blah blah, Lil Zan or like, and it's like fucking, like P- Post Malone or, and I like them. I like that music. Don't get me wrong, like I like a, a bit of Billie Eilish, is kind of Xanax music. But like, mm. there was a point in pop music, I think, and I'm not a scholar of pop music. I'm talking so much shit all the time. I have no idea what I'm talking about, but it does feel like it's kind of like the slowest music was still quite upbeat R and B, and then every other music was like just designed to make you extreme, feel like extreme, um, I don't know, serotonin or euphoric. Like the music is so euphoric yeah. in a way that I don't yeah. think culturally pop music has not been as euphoric. And I don't know what it is about the 2000s. Like if there is some kind of like, if it's the 20 year cycle, because I think eighty a lot of 80s music is really euphoric. So I don't know if it was like, mm. oh, we'll take that like euphoria style trend and like, because you know that, that yeah. thing, the 20-year cycle where like fashion comes back in 20 years later, music comes back in 20 mm. years later. And that's why we're seeing a lot of, you know, early 2000s resurgence now with like Olivia Rodrigo and stuff like that is because it is the cycle. And like 100 gecs sounds like simple plan. Like I do think that that is something true to the system. But I yeah, it does make me wonder what was going on culturally. Like if it was like a y2k response that it was like oh we're not dead like let's just enjoy our lives because we thought the robots were going to take over in the year 2000 like i wonder if there is some kind of cultural broader societal cultural link um yeah because i do think that like now music is designed to do take sleeping pills and bed rot which is like what you know the gen z's do which is technically self-care it's just like lying in bed but like yeah, music now is either like euphoric Christian music or like it feels like at least from somebody who listens to the radio and doesn't have any credentials in this, it sounds mm. yeah, it's either sleepy or wakey, you know.
0: Yeah. No, I get you. I wonder if I wonder if club culture plays a part because you know if if you were in a like in a, a nightclub in two thousand and nine, two thousand ten, that kind of era, yeah. It would all be pop music. It would all be like stuff you'll hear on the radio. You know, yeah black eyed peas lady gaga rihanna i don't you there's not many there wouldn't be the same saturation of pop artists like no you couldn't do you it because there's in a club right
1: and, and i mean you couldn't because there's spotify and there's tiktok and there's all these like extra like auxiliary ways to consume music and ha- and hold music whereas like back in the day it's like everyone listened to the radio pretty much and you had an ipod full of your radio songs that's kind of what it felt like yeah And so, like, it was much more streamlined and concentrated, like, what the public was getting to and the way pop stars worked Mm. then. You could have more pop stars. I think now we have, like, three pop stars. We have, like, Taylor Swift, Harry Styles, and Olivia Rodrigo. And it's sort of, like, everyone else is kind of, like, B-list. But, like, back in the day, it just felt like there was, like, so many of them. I do – I actually – now that you say, like, nightclub culture – I wonder if it is to do with like social media and the rise of like Facebook tagged photos and MySpace tagged photos, because there was this kind of like social media element where it was like, you could see if someone had a good night. Right. Mm -hmm. And like all those songs are like about like, tonight's going to be a good night. We're going to have a great night. There used to be this comedian called Nick Sun, who was like incredible. um, Who he like won raw comedy and like, 2001 or whatever but he had this great bit about how like the black eyed peace song tonight's going to be a good night it actually sounds like someone trying to convince themselves that it's going to be a good night rather than like a celebration (laughs) he's like yeah tonight's like he he did this act out where he's like a bunch of teenagers and they they stumble on like a a dead body and they're like oh god no 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 tonight's going to be a good night i I got a feeling tonight's going to be a good night like it's very like convincing yourself to have a good time and i do think that there isn't something about that like yeah, it's, it's a great bit, but also, like, when you have photos, when you're putting up photos of yourself constantly, there is the mm. reflection of, like, yourself on Facebook that's having a good time or yourself, you know, at the park drinking with a girl that doesn't love you having a good time. You sure. know, like, they're not the same kind of good times. You know, it's like the expectation yeah, sure. versus reality. And I wonder if, like, mm-hmm. the reason there's so many uplifting happy songs is sort of to do culturally with the way that like our personalities were splitting from like mm. the self that's having a good time to the self that's like sitting on the computer untagging themselves from like ugly photos and like saying bad shit on the internet yeah i don't
0: know yeah it's it's uh, yeah i i guess also it's like how you consume your music as well because now because of streaming services we can consume whatever we want like as, as you were saying yeah like back then your options were a little bit more limited so you would hear stuff that was on the radio or you'd hear stuff when you were out yeah and it makes sense that those are the same thing yeah you know the stuff that is the stuff that's popular the stuff that people want to listen to on the radio is the same stuff they want to hear when they're having a good night when they're out yeah whereas now you got a lot more variety maybe that's not as maybe it's not driven in the same way
1: i i definitely Um, think so like i feel like there was like the mainstream radio and then there was like Alt radio, and it's sort of like you could fit into two camps, and now it feels like there's like a billion camps.
0: Uh, song is a cover, so you went for Get Lucky by Daughter.
1: Oh, this song is so sexy. Um, obviously, because I'm a 29 year old girl, about 10 years ago, I went through a huge daughter phase where I just fucking listened to Daughter and was like real sad about stuff. She does fall into... This is early Sad Girl music, I think. I didn't listen to a lot of Sad Girl music until, like, fairly recently. Um, right. But Daughter, I think, is definitely, like, a early 2000s, mid-2000s Sad Girl. She also, like, all her chords were fairly easy to learn on the guitar. And same with the strumming and plucking patterns. So, like, I remember I could play a lot of Daughter songs on the guitar. I can't play guitar at all. But for whatever reason, I was able to play Daughter songs. And it's very... um what's that voice, like cursive voice, they call it on TikTok, where it's like, yeah,
0: sure. I
1: can't sing it. My voice is too fucked because I've, you know, been out too much. Um, but, you know, it's like, yeah, the, the Lord, like uh, the Julia Stone, like, yeah, cursive <laughs> cursive voice, like a, a fairy baby voice is what I'd call it, like a little baby yeah, sure. singing. Um But this song it's like in her lower register and it's the cover of Get Lucky by Daft Punk and it's just slowed down. Like it's how I imagine it would feel to take heroin, I think. Because it's <laughs> so, it's so slow and like sexy. I think it's a really sexy song. I love covers as well. Yeah. And so this was like a very, I nearly chose Modern Leopard by Julian Baker. I nearly chose like The Holidays do this really great cover of um the – ah, this is how you feel, whatever. Is this how you feel? But yeah, this song, I was just like, not enough people know about it. And it
0: Mm.
1: really is just, yeah. It's like, because Daft Punk's Get Lucky is such an upbeat, grooving song. And this song is like, you know, the Jordan Peele horror version of, that. You know how every horror movie is like we're going to take a pop song and then we're going to make a real slow and spooky. This song is kind of yeah. like that but maybe more sexy than spooky, but it is ominous. Yeah. Like yeah. I love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You you've you've touched on like my biggest pet peeve in music, which is exactly that these the slow sad music trailer. Yeah. Just like with a like a lone child singing maybe. Or- yes. Yeah, yeah. Like the fucking Avengers did it like constantly. Mm. It's just every single trailer looks the same. Honestly, yeah. Anyway, this I, I can't yeah, get into. It. Um, yes. I I was surprised how much I enjoyed this because I think uh, another thing that I really don't like in music is the and it's usually you know white boys with guitars. It's like taking a you know a, a an upbeat pop song or yeah. like a hip hop song and making it slow and acoustic yeah and it's kind of like like it's like that's the joke yeah you know and and you're like okay i've i get it after the first three seconds and i i don't need to to hear you saying this anymore yeah um but so much emotion in this so beautifully done the 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 way that the um it's like a guitar kind of synthy vibe that going on it just like it builds throughout the song. Mm-hmm. Um her emotion in it is is fantastic. It's just it's so so nicely done. Yeah. Beautiful.
1: It's just a ripper cover. I was going to say that thing of when like you know white boys with guitars do sad covers of pop songs. One thing I kind of yeah. hate about that, I can't think of an example right now. Maybe Lord covering like Everyone Wants to Rule the World by Tears for Fears. Or even Gary Jules covering Mad World, which is a beautiful cover and I love that cover. But like Mm. there is something about like often they'll cover songs where the whole point of the song is it's an upbeat pop song with fucking spooky ass, sad ass lyrics. And then when you cover that song and make it sad, then it's just a sad song with sad lyrics, which is what everyone expects. And I do get that where I'm just like, oh, come on. Like Lord covering Everybody Wants to Rule the World in a really fucked up like dark Ominous way is like it feels not like predictable, but it does feel like. But that's the point of the song is that there is a contrast, and now that there's no contrast, it's not as an effective pitch. Um, Yeah,
0: yeah, that's It's like you're going, Look, look look how clever I am. Yeah, like like, I actually sad. Yeah, you're like, Yeah, we know.
1: Yeah, that's that's why I like it because it's it's happy, but it's got (laughs) sad lyrics. Yeah, Mm. yeah, but I think that this song kind of. Yeah, it it doesn't do that. Like, Get Lucky is a really happy song with really happy lyrics, and the song makes you sound like you're, you know, <laughs> in a dark den with like blackout windows and yeah. I don't know. There's something yeah. real spooky about it that I love. Yeah, still,
0: I I thought it was like still quite sensual in a yeah. way, and maybe that's just because of the like the nature of the song. But yeah.
1: Oh no, it's very um, sexy. It's yeah. it's a very sexy cover
0: spooky sexy spooky sexy it's
1: like the billy eilish song spooky sexy
0: yeah that's my
1: two modes spooky sexy or like toxic or like self-aware toxicity i think that you could probably divide any of these into either of those
0: yeah yeah um (laughs) just as you said that i'm not sure your next song fits into that but anyway we'll um come back i very quickly um on the same album, ah, uh, the um, Tiny Changes album that Julian Baker covers, Modern Leopard Daughter covers Poke. I don't know if you've heard that. No, I
1: haven't, but um, I will definitely.
0: It yeah, it's fucking great. It's it's so good. Um, Fuck yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, I uh, so, so yeah so yeah. What would you say? It's Either uh, spooky toxic- sexy. Or spooky sexy. Yeah, but like okay.
1: self-aware toxic or right. spooky sexy.
0: Okay, so with that in mind, song nine is a song you would sing at karaoke. So you went for Kids by Robert Williams and Kylie Minogue.
1: Well, look, it's the best song ever. It's a duet, so two people can sing it. It requires, it's like a wedding song. I think most people of a certain age know it. Don't sing it with a Gen Z person, but you can sing it with like anyone above the age of 25. And I'm sure that they will know. Mm-hmm. It has the lyrics, me no bubbalicious. I still don't know what that means. It doesn't <laughs> make any sense. None of that song makes any sense, but it's so good. No, I, don't I don't know. know
0: what it's about.
1: Yeah. It's like, yeah. is it about having kids? I don't think so. Anyway, it just like
0: rules. It doesn't sound like it is. No.
1: No. Yeah. Anyway, jump on board, take a ride. Yeah. We're doing it. All right. Like it doesn't, it's like islands in the stream for fucking idiots like that's why I like it it's just like and it's like got these little
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just yeah it's just a bunch of thoughts thrown together it it? is
1: take a ride on my trail it doesn't make any sense it's like
0: yeah
1: I don't know anyway it's the kind of song you can sing at a wedding I'm sure
0: right and it will go are you taking are you taking Kylie's part or Robbie's
1: robbie's for sure Rubbies. i i almost okay. put All right. eight was it i'm loving angels instead that's the last song i sung at karaoke and i think i did a pretty bang up job but i was like no nah, okay. i want something that you can sing with other people yeah. for my karaoke song
0: i am um, yeah i hadn't heard this song in years years and it is such a banger i i'm obsessed like i genuinely cannot stop listening to this song it's so good um and yeah, like, from Robbie's point, like, such a ballsy move to, like, to take the high part. Yeah. he's singing alongside Kylie Minogue. Yeah. Kylie Minogue? Are you <laughs> You're going for the higher notes?
1: Yeah. She already there has a high register. But he does get the best yeah. bits, I reckon.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, he's, yeah, he's so great. And also, then he has he one has of the worst, like...
1: worst raps of all time. Was
0: that what Just you were going to say? about to say that. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. No, you you yeah. go, you go, you go. I, yeah the, the 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 rap is so so bad and so funny but you see the one line that i actually really love in that is the um and this is like i think this speaks to him as i think when i heard this i was like i get it now as a, like the, the whole like him being a sex symbol thing when it was like the was it the press ask? I can't, oh, I can't find it now. Oh, yeah, it the, says, um, it
1: says, press be asking, do I, it goes, press be asking, do I care for sodomy? I don't know. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, it's so, yeah,
0: that's, stupid. that's the one. I, but I love that. I love, I like, I just love the security of that to just be like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's, it's kind of, it's, I don't, it's obviously there was a lot of, the, of stuff in the press at the minute. Like, at, at the time, it was like, is he gay? Is he not gay? And yeah. it's just him being like,
1: yeah. yeah. I don't like, know. Yeah, probably. The fuck? original Harry Styles, I think. Yeah, <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, I, I I genuinely have really, like, really had a renaissance with Robbie Williams. I think he is brilliant. And he, he, he is genuinely very funny. Like, he's a very, very funny man. He's um, just so
1: cheeky. Like, I just love how cheeky yeah. he is. I don't think Harry Styles yeah. is cheeky. Like, yeah. There's no. very few pop stars that are actually, like... Lil Nas X is cheeky. Now it's like, Mm. if you are cheeky, you're, like, definitely gay. Whereas, like... Yes. Men before could be cheeky and be, like, a little bit gay. Yeah. You know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There is, Yeah, it's just that sort of ambiguity around it. Yeah. Yeah. Straight presenting and, you know, our girlfriends and stuff. But, yeah, there's a a slight element of... do you know do you know what do you know what it is? And this is a term that came up on a recent podcast and I could not it blew my mind because I hadn't thought about it in ages. Metrosexual? Yes.
1: Do you remember when
0: that was a thing? When like men were just like well groomed and look after themselves and were, like metrosexual? Yeah.
1: But then <laughs> like, it's like also weird because it's like that's it was like it's it's gay. Is it fellas, is it gay to brush your hair? Like literally, like exactly. masculinity was so fragile. It's like, is it gay to smell nice, fellas? Like <laughs> god, it's so ridiculous. Metrosexual. Yeah, is it
0: gay to like iron a shirt?
1: Yeah, it's like it was in the 90s. And if you did, you were a fucking metrosexual. Yeah, now I think you'd just say like, that's what what men should be doing. The bar's on the ground. You should smell nice and iron your shirt, you guys. (laughs) Fucking hell. I'm glad. I'm glad we've grown up a little bit.
0: Yeah, 100%. 100%. This should be called
1: normal. Anyway... (laughs) Sloppy boys, you sloppy, sloppy boys.
0: (laughs) All right, song 10 is a song that reminds you of a uh, specific place that you went for, The grants by Lana Del Rey.
1: I did. So this song reminds me of My Little Forest House. Um, It's the first song of... Damn, it was a toss-up between... Oh, no. I really wanted to put on A&W by Lana Del Rey because that is a seven-minute epic, but the grants is like yeah it reminds me of my home yeah and it's just like i just it's got there's a big window where you can watch the sunrise and like it was really nice when i was coming back i came back from america and i was super jet lagged and i just kept waking up at six o'clock every day which i do not do um and yes yeah, so as you can tell by the first time we were supposed to do this i slept in anyway um but <laughs> sorry um
0: I wasn't but, gonna tell
1: anyone. No, well, I, I was shame on me. Toxic self-aware. I'm bad. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just reminds me of this house, and it starts off with like um she's Lana Del Rey samples heaps of stuff, and I think that like this one starts off with a sample of like a girl group backing track, um, which is like I'm gonna take mine of you with me. And it's that thing that I was talking about, like with a three-part harmony, like it's so beautiful. Um, mm. But I think, so Lana Del Rey's stuff is usually like, I don't know, I'd say it's like quite, it's usually like I'm going to do something that's bad for me and I don't care, like I can't help it. I'm going to love this man who's bad for me because I can't help it because I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. And then when you like, listen to interviews, she's like, there's some people that are just not meant to be in good relationships and you're like, oh, toxic. And then you're like, I get it. I feel like that about myself. Um, and then this, and I think a lot of that stuff, actually, when she digs into it, it has to do with like her family or the way that she was raised or the way, um, she interacts with her family. And what I loved about this album specifically is it's very like reconnecting to her family. Like it's family centric Mm. rather than being like, I'm in love with this man that hurts me. It's like, it's like, I'm going to take my life for like what it. Is. and I think the grants is beautiful because it's what is that I'm going to take mine of you with me and it just is her listing all these memories, um, yeah, it's just her like listing memories that she's had, like my sister's firstborn child or like my grandmother's last laugh and it's just like all these memories that she's like I am basically a, a vessel for memories and mm. that's what I should concentrate on maybe not like the pain that and suffering of my life I should concentrate on like the nice moments of my life that I remember um that are very family-centric and I think yeah I don't know I think that's that resonated with me a lot I think because I think like last year I had a pretty rough year um I'm not gonna get into it but like just in a lot of different facets of my life it was a little bit extremely rough which was a really weird time to go through because my career was going quite well but like everything else underlying it was kind of falling apart and then this year I kind of came out of that and I was just like very grateful for things not falling apart and I think that like this album is like it feels like lana I mean obviously like I'm super imposing so much of my own emotion onto this music because that's what you do with music and that's the way it's meant to be consumed but I think yeah it felt like this song specifically had a lot of similar sentiments to the way that I was feeling um, when I, Mm. you know, came out of the hole and um, yeah, it's, I think it's really nice and beautiful.
0: Yeah. 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 It's a gorgeous song and yeah, I, I feel very, very emotional. listening to this song. Um, Because that whole like, I I I I go through like cycles of this, and I think about it a lot in different ways. But like, like in a nutshell, I was like I was uh, raised Christian, um, becoming a like atheist, agnostic when I was like, you know, a teenager. So I feel like I have a very sort of like a weird sort of relationship with uh, you know death and you know how how we think about what happens after and and that kind of stuff it's like complicated it's not it's just yeah yeah um but the i that idea of people living on after death in your memories in like you know and you taking that forward and they live on through you is too much to think about sometimes i think it is just it's it's a it's a gorgeous concept and Mm beautiful but like obviously tragic at the same time um and I'm, I'm absolutely in love with it and then this song is just a perfect encapsulation of that sentiment um and yeah it's just it's just so beautiful it's yeah. so lovely and nicely done and yeah i'll carry the song with me for a long time because it is just i uh, yeah if i ever need a cry um i think this will be one of my go-tos um but yeah i think there's there's definitely a sort of like there's a again similar to what we talked about like it's very very sad but there's a, a really uplifting and hopeful element to it as well which yeah you know, just adds to you know all the it adds to how sad it is that, <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly yeah because you're like yeah oh,
1: yeah it's beautiful
0: yeah but yeah okay um that's gorgeous. I can see why, yeah, um looking out over a sunrise at six AM. Yeah. I uh, would um yeah, I think this would hit quite nicely with that. Oh,
1: so, oh yeah. yeah. It's extremely the vibe. Yeah.
0: hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. All right, perfect. I song eleven is a song that reminds you of a specific person. So you went for Old Horse Diet by <laughs> Rufus Wynn, right?
1: Um cheeky like that. Um yeah, I don't know. I This song reminds me of my ex-girlfriend um, because she introduced me to Riffers Wayne, right? And this okay. song is so dumb. Like, there's only one line of lyrics. It's an old yeah. whore's diet gets me going in the morning. Yeah. That's been always and nothing like it gets me going in the morning. I don't know what yeah. an old whore's diet is. I don't know anything. I don't know. It's just such a dumb song because it's just so, like... It starts off and it's, like, very theatrical and very, like, you know, just Rufus Wainwright singing. And then it Mm -hmm. becomes this, like, kind of... I know I keep describing these songs as groovy, but it becomes kind of, like, fun and silly. And it's just the repetition of him just going... An old horse died, gets me going." Like, it's just... It's so stupid and then like more and more layers are like added and then like yeah i don't know there's something about it there's it's just like a silly song you can kind of like dance around to your house in i think
0: yeah Um, yeah yeah there's this like there's a cabaret kind of vibe to it
1: yeah and then there's like these violins that come in and it just it's like the bolero or something like it just starts off with one thing and then it just like you know, is it Ravel's Bolero where it just starts off with the drums and then like each right. layer of music, it's like a piece of classical music, like kind of comes on and then it like comes back down and it's just the drums. This is like, I don't know, whatever, the Rufus Wainwright version of this, which is like, <laughs> you know, but yeah. it's just its just so silly. I, I really don't know what else to say about it, but I just remember she introduced, we had the exact same music taste. Like when we first met, we were both wearing black pink T-shirts Um, and then recently we ran into each other and we were both wearing, we hadn't talked for like six months and we were both wearing boy genius t-shirts. And it was like that thing of, you know, where like it was the relationship where I was like not right. Like, you know, when you're like with someone who's like not right for you and you're not right for them, but you're like trying to Mm -hmm. make it work. And like the communication is all fucked and like, you kind of have to leave it in like a weird, um not great place i think it was super messy but yeah i think the cool thing that came out of that was like even when we met up later it's like oh we still have the same fucking music taste like we still have we still have so much in common and even though now we know we're not supposed to be together um the one thing we can agree on is you know our taste in music and i think old horse diet was one of the first album like that one two was the first album I think she told me to listen to actually that's not true mm. she told me to listen to Gillian Welch which was really good but yeah I just remember dancing around um, my lounge room with her to this song and like it's still like one of my fondest memories of that time
0: right okay yeah awesome. it's um yeah it's a strange one I it's it's weird hearing um you know an I from um, Anthony and the Johnson's um, I don't know if you know Anthony. I don't know Jones, what that so, is. No, uh, uh, So Anthony and the Johnsons is a is a band, um, fronted by Anoni, who was Anthony. Yeah, Tatum was Anthony, and is now Anoni. Um, I think they're trans or non-binary. I think yeah, trans. yeah. There's there's a quality to Anoni's voice that um, I. Anytime I hear her voice, it just it makes me feel like. Very mostly sad, but it, it's definitely going to make me feel emotion. And mm-hmm. um, Anthony the Johnsons has like some insanely beautiful albums. Um, so, yeah, uh, again, if you want to lean into the, the sad girl vibe, yeah, I definitely want to check out. um so, it's very strange to hear, and only on this song when it's so silly, yeah, and then I can hear her voice, and I'm like. Should I be feeling sad or should I just be trying to work out what the fucking old horse diet is? Yeah. Um I did look it up. I so the the PG version is uh, I think uh Rufus Winthright said when he was on tour, open the fridge, there was an old Chinese food in the fridge, and he had that for breakfast and he said this is like this is the quintessential old horse diet. What's um, the
1: m rated version?
0: Well, <laughs> Uh, this I is thought going it to be was citation needed. Is it cum and but, cigarettes?
1: Because uh, that's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah, from the it's song. just
0: yeah, it's it's cum. Uh, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was um, so I looked at it, I found someone said that, and then um, there's a comment underneath and said um, uh, basically, no, that's wrong. He said in Attitude magazine that it's about the pleasures of drinking semen.
1: I um, love that. I think that's yeah. so fun.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um. That's cool. Which, which, yeah, exactly. You know, there's no one surprised by that. I don't no. think anyone's going to hear, oh, Old horse, Dad's about come, is it? Oh. <laughs> Very complex. Layered. I love
1: it. It's just a banger. Yeah. It's just a really fun song. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it is It is fun to think about it. It's just like like Rufus Wainwright singing, you know, come gets me going in the morning. Yeah.
1: And I think that's an like incredibly apropos song for to dedicate to your ex girlfriend. You know? Yes.
0: Alright, song twelve is the song that motivates you. So you went for What's Your Pleasure by Jesse Ware.
1: Oh yeah, this song just gets me up. This I really was tossing up to whether to do Jesse Ware or Carly Ray on this one. Um Right. I kind of am like, I should have done Carly I think I'm more of a Carly Ray girl than a Jesse Ware girl, but this song, when I was at Melbourne doing my show like during twenty twenty one, I think I just I do this thing where I like basically i'm working two to three full time jobs at any given time and sure. um sometimes i lie down and i can't get up and what's your pleasure is like i'll put it on and i'll just get up and it's just like it's like a pavlovian response like if i am lying down in my bed and like on instagram and i can't stop scrolling i just like go to spotify and I put on what's your pleasure and then i just get up and i don't know what it is i've um right what's that technique in like clockwork orange the Ludvisa whatever the oh okay you know where he like hears Beethoven and then he like goes crazy Ludovico technique yeah whenever he does something bad he like has to listen to Beethoven and then like he can't do anything bad because like he associates his favorite music with like horrible things but this is the opposite of that where it's just like I've basically like trained myself like a dog to get up whenever I hear that like what is it do, 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 do. it's like a beat and it's just like I don't know it just does yeah. something to my brain yeah, yeah I Excellent. don't know that's not that deep what
0: would your what would your Carly Rae Japsons uh, fair enough what would your what would your Carly Rae Japsons song be Beach House
1: because Beach House is yeah. also a comedy song it's like I've got a beat it's like her pretending to be a fuck boy like singing from the he, yeah yeah and it's like i've got a beach yeah. house in malibu and i'm probably gonna hurt your feelings is the lyric. and then it's got I've, yeah it's like i've got a summer house in canada and i'm probably gonna harvest your organs like it has one of the dumbest bridges but it just gets me up like yeah yeah, yeah. and it goes for about I, a yeah. minute and 30 seconds it's so good. yeah it's all you need
0: yeah it's a great it is a great one yeah, yeah. Uh, Carly Carly Rae Jepsen is like someone I've actually like got into through doing this show. Awesome. Um, just through like, just through the different people picking Carly Ray Jepsen songs and being forced to listen to. Oh
1: well, I'm glad um, I picked Jessie Ware then because
0: yeah, she's the OG. A little bit different. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Um. All right. Song thirteen is a song that someone introduced you to. So you went for "Do I Ever Cross Your Mind" by Dolly Parton and Chet Atkins.
1: Yes. Um. I love the song. That's another song that I listen to in this house, actually. Um, but this oh, nice. okay. specific recording, I don't know. They just, there's a bit where, like, it's, yeah. It it just is, like, Dolly, Chet and uh, two guitars. And it's just, like, a really cheeky country song. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm about someone wondering if they ever crossed someone else's mind but he forgets the lyrics halfway through and then they both start (laughs) laughing and then they both continue the rest of the song and there's this kind of like unseriousness to the song which I kind of love like it's not overly produced they leave in all the flaws Um, Mm -hmm. my friend Jessica Jessica Murphy um, who's my best friend from university made like a playlist called Lonesome Cowboy um, which had like a lot right. of Dolly, a lot of like I think it had like Alex Cameron, Orville Peck, Dolly Parton, and it was just like cowboy themed songs, and um, or like yeah, and it was just she showed me this one and I was like, this is the cutest fucking song and it's so silly, and um yeah yeah I don't know I just I just loved it and it's so yeah sweet but it's also kind of sad it's like it's like that thing of like do I ever cross your mind like it's such a begging like it comes from a place of vulnerability it's like Billie Eilish yes. when is like lock your phone like it comes from this place of like do you love me <laughs> do you love me like yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. such a that's the kind of underlying feeling even though it's presented <laughs> in different ways maybe that's the third yeah. genre it's spooky sexy do you love me or like toxic self-aware okay
0: <laughs> um yeah I, cute is the word. This is like this is the cutest. How do you not fall in love with Dolly Barton I don't know. Listen to this song, it's so sweet. And yeah, it's like they laugh when there's the the uh, they get the lyrics wrong. And then there's also that bit where they um uh when the it's just the guitar break yeah. and Dolly says all oh, that good part in just chat. Um. She's just like such a cute thing, and it's, Yeah. like I don't know if it—I don't know if they're if they're flirting or if it's just like nice banter. It's just, it's just the sweetest thing, and yeah, like I, I, I love this, song and I try not to pay too much attention to what the song's actually about because they're just having like the best, most lovely time,
1: aren't they? Um,
0: she says, "I love you." At the end, she has a little giggle, and like, yeah. oh my god, obsessed.
1: Yeah, and it's so beautiful. It is like. It It is, like, about an old... I guess, like, if you look at the lyrics, it is, like... Like, when I think of you and the love we once knew, I wish we could go back in time. Do you ever recall the old memories at all? Do I ever cross your mind? Like, it is, like... Mm. It is, like, an old love. Like, it's... I don't know.
0: Yeah. 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 That's really nice. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Alright, song 14 is a song you wouldn't expect to like. So you've gone for sloppy seconds by oh Wotsky.
1: my god yeah i'm not a watsky guy i find him i don't know i'm not into i find slam i like some poetry i find most slam poetry yeah. cheesy and that's watsky is like a he was a slam poet and then he became a rapper um damn i feel like there is a thread to do with like memory and like kind of something to do with that maybe it's you know whatever it's spooky sexy but then there is like this thread of memory which is definitely like you know the mm-hmm. grants and like do I ever cross your mind and sloppy seconds is sort of about like how everybody comes w- with like emotional baggage um right and it's kind of like what's being like I don't care that you have all this fucked up past like I will still love you and um I don't know, I think there's something really sentimental that like gets me about that I don't know. Mm. Did do, did you? What did you think of this?
0: Yeah, no, I, I, so, I do quite like Watsky. I've had a couple of Watsky songs on on the show before. Um, I, moral of the story, which is also from this album. Yeah. But yeah, I really, really like this. Um, I, I find this particularly re- refreshing because, uh, my TikTok algorithm, is fucked i hate watch so much stuff no that the main one of the things i'm getting fed consistently is like red pilled men talking to women <laughs> about like their body count and stuff like that and i like oh, putting value in that yuck. and i just like it yeah it angers me to my core so that so having a song like this where a guy is just like i don't care yeah like, and it's you know, literally called you know,
1: sloppy if, second like it's like i don't know yeah. if you like yeah
0: yeah but also, the, also also going from not even like I don't care but going to a point where it's like that's what makes you got like good. Was this, it's yeah,
1: like yeah
0: like if you know show me someone who's got no baggage or show me who's got no story yeah like perfect like that, that that, makes so much sense to me that, that that, makes so much more sense to me than someone saying like I want someone in my life who has never been with someone n- not lived any experiences never travelled like mm-hmm it makes so much more sense to me to have someone who's so secure in themselves to say like, that, like what I actually want is someone who's been through stuff. Who's, who's kind of life, fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, I'm that's, yeah, it's a lot better. And yeah, I think he's, I think he's insanely talented. I'm not, um, I, th- I think the, he has, for me, he has better songs as songs themselves. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, cause I, the, uh, I just find it very jarring when the woman joins in um halfway really? through the song because you're like, where does she just just where I she love come it? From? I there's think no... it's something really
1: I... it makes it really like emotional or something. Whenever there's a duet, I'm like, oh I like cry.
0: I know, but she only comes in halfway through. If she was introducing the first portion of the song, then I'd be like I'd be more on board with it. But the fact that she just comes in, you're like, you know, he's like cool pizza, like, um and then Tie dye shirts and she yeah. sings it back. I'm like, who, who Who's this?
1: It's the woman that he. Li- it's the Sloppy Seconds. <laughs> the Sloppy Seconds yeah. is on the track. No, I don't know. That's <laughs> could be,
0: could be. Yeah. No. Um, but no, I really like it. I think. Yeah. It's a really, it's a really nice message, and it's really like he. He's incredibly talented. Like he. Um, I. I really like the way he raps. Um, because c- I think I think he just he's saying a lot in his lyrics, which I really appreciate. I think yeah. you know. Um, That's why I disconnect from a lot of hip-hop because it seems like they're saying the same kind of thing. He's actually, like, trying to communicate some kind of message as well. Yeah, and he's very um, clever.
1: Like, he definitely yeah. is in, like, the Lin-Manuel Miranda camp of, like, somebody who, like, does spoken you know word yeah. really well. And it's a little bit... Yes. I don't know, maybe because Lin-Manuel Miranda became such a, like, cheese... international cheese ball. I think, like, definitely yes. Watsky by... You know, being in that camp, to me, I find him a little too saccharine, at least in this yes. song. And yes, he's I just, like I think you nailed it there. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's there's something about it. I'm yeah. like, ah. Oh. Um, but <laughs> yeah, but I think like that's why yeah. I don't expect to.
0: It, he was foisted
1: mm. on me, is what I'm trying to say is that somebody was right. like, yeah, you're coming to this Watsky concert. Here's some songs, and I listened <laughs> to the whole album, and I was like, "This song slaps." So that's why.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I think he's a lot more self aware than Lin Manuel Miranda, though.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like he, but there's yeah, still something very surprised. like his heart is like too big or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> a bit like you know, it's very sincere, self <laughs> aware, sincere. Self-aware, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> we, we only like vulnerability when it's sad women
1: yes That's the rule exactly yeah. like julian beggar's so sad painfully see it. yeah but she's yeah, exactly yeah i got rules i got standards
0: <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely absolutely uh all right song 15 is a song you think everyone should listen to so you have gone for pretty girl rock by carrie hilson
1: yeah damn i get so cheesy I get so cheesy with my mix. <laughs> my mix is so cheesy. I'm not this cheesy. I feel like the last five are like so fucking cheesy. Anyway, that's fine. I'm fine. Um, Yeah. Pretty Girl Rock. Like there's really, it's one of the dumbest songs I've ever heard in my entire life. I really like right. dumb music. By dumb music, I mean like music that is like not taking itself seriously in any way, shape or form. And I believe mm-hmm. Pretty Girl Rock what is it? My name is Carrie. I'm so very fly. Oh my. It's a little bit scary. Like everything about that is the, it's not, it's like a kindergartner's trying to rap. It's so good. <laughs> um, And then the whole song yeah. is like, what is it? All eyes on me when I walk in. No question that that girl's a 10. Don't hate me because I'm beautiful. Don't hate me because, but it's also really fun. Like it's just, it's mm it's a song that i think is like universally uplifting and stupid and i think that like you can't have a bad time listening to this song i think it's unless you hate this genre of music which i think a lot of people do um right yeah i think it's physically impossible to have like a yeah a bad time with the song
0: it's yeah it's 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 a lot of fun um i think for me it's 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 funny how much uh, music impacts on how I view the message of the song, um, because I think it's a, as a song is very empowering and uh, fun. If some if I heard someone say stuff like this in real life, like if I saw someone on a TikTok say like "Don't hate me because I'm beautiful," but like she's definitely said a slur or something, you know, there's some there's something Defensive. else going on. Yeah, 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 like people people hate you because like you I don't know you're a dick yeah yeah you've you've said something about indigenous people or something like that (laughs) I don't know but it, yeah (laughs) there's there's something something's off um but yeah it's uh yeah it's it's a lot of fun and uh yeah as a song that's what I mean like if it's if it's in person if someone's just saying it I'm like the vibes are off if someone's singing it I'm like yes yeah like the vibes are on You go, girl. The the vibes are on. The vibes are
1: on. I like the other thing I like about the song is it's just like when I during like lockdown. I don't know. I'm talking about lockdown so much, but like during lockdown, Hmm. um there was like a point where I like had three jobs that like I was in three. I had to like like every day I was doing two writers rooms. Like I would be on a writers room with America from like six a.m. to like ten. Then I would be on the writer's room through Australia from like 10.30 till 6.30. Then I'd go for like a little walk for my my little mental health. And then at 9pm, I would like log on and I would write a script for a different TV show until like 3am. And I just like, there were just some, like I just, I had, when I was writing, I like, I couldn't, my brain was not able to listen to any new music. And I had a playlist right. and it was like, pretty girl rock the Moana theme song. I think like some kind of rat tat remix, like Kid Cudi remix. Right. Maybe something else. And I just listened to uh-huh. those four songs on repeat when I was writing the scripts because it was like the only thing I could handle. And that song, mm-hmm. Pretty Girl Rock, it was like all these songs that were like designed to keep you feeling good, right. like scientifically engineered to make you feel amazing or inspired. Mm-hmm. And I think that like pretty girl rock became like i needed it like i was like i got this like yeah i don't know like yeah i don't know it was like a cheerleading song for me because i was just like not sleeping like i would write scripts from like 9 a.m till 3 no 9 p.m till 3 a.m i'd have like ritalin and like cigarettes and like i called it going meth mode because i would just be like my brain would switch off and i would just chew gum i was just like and like smoke cigarettes, like, and it's like, I just went crazy for like six hours and I could only listen to th- four songs. And like that, yeah, Pretty Girl Rock was one of them. And it just kept the ball in the air for me because then I would have, you know, three hours sleep. I would like, yeah, i would take a Valium, have three hours sleep. And then at six o'clock I'd be back on another Zoom. And it right. just, I wasn't functioning. And just like Pretty Girl Rock was just like, eyes oh, on me when i walk in you can do it no question that this girl come on you guys, don't hate me like i was just like it was just like yeah keeping me held together and i i know that like it's mm. so cheesy but like that's it just really has a special play i do think everyone should listen to it because it if you're in yeah. that spot it's gonna keep you going yeah yeah
0: yeah excellent yeah a healthier alternative to cocaine, I suppose.
1: Oh, no. I, it, it's supplemented with drugs, obviously. It's not going to work just by itself. <laughs>
0: Legal ones, of course. Um, Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Perfect. That's my list.
1: Um, oh, okay. it's so cheesy. I wish I had edited it. I, my favorite band <laughs> is Pulp, and there's no Pulp here, which I'm kind of sad about, but... I do put pulp on every other playlist that people ask me to put on, so I don't know. Maybe it's good that I took okay. a break. <laughs> anyway, sorry.
0: Fair enough. A little shout out for pulp. Um, perfect. Do you have anything you want to um, plug or promote? You know,
1: yes. Watch Deadlock um, on Amazon Prime. It's really fun, and I'm in it. Um, also, watch if you can watch Taskmaster Australia season one somewhere. That'll be good. And Utopia if you're in Australia. Um, is out on ABC all episodes on iview um, and if you're worldwide watch koala man on hulu no disney disney plus cause I wrote on it and it's good Yeah. perfect that's all
0: alright well thank you so much
1: thank you for having me I hope it was okay <laughs> I'm now like reconsidering all my songs I'm like that wasn't a good choice but that's okay i'm self-aware self-destructive
0: and that is it for episode 73 of mixtape identity thank you so much for listening go and check out nina's work there'll be links in the description of the podcast uh follow on social media so you can check out the stuff that she's doing i'm just going to say it again deadlock Incredible show, perfect blend of like this great murder mystery and really tightly written from a comedic perspective, and it gets the the balance absolutely right. It it's just it's so good, it's so good. Um, so yeah, go and check that out, and uh yeah, support it wherever you can. If you like this show and you want to support it, a couple different ways you can do that. If you're in a position where you could support us financially, just a couple of bucks or a couple quid for an episode that you've enjoyed or many episodes that you've enjoyed. there's a, a link in the description of the pod so you can do that no monthly obligation if you're not in a position to do that then loads of other ways you can support us main one is just tell your friends you know uh share it on instagram get more people listening but if you can review the podcast rate it five stars all that good stuff um it goes a long way so um support is very much appreciated i will be back next week for episode 74 so in the meantime look after yourselves and i'll speak to you then.